This is Emmanuel Today, taking steps toward God's possible in your life. It's now time for you to sit back and prepare for insights on your walk with Christ. Let's join today's message right now. Good morning, Emmanuel. Merry Christmas to everyone. Merry, Merry Christmas. Turn to the person next to you and say, Merry Christmas. This is a great time, great season. Big shout out to Lakeville, Elk River, Maple Grove, Spring Lake Park, and those joining online. Today we get to gather together not only as a church, but around the world this week. People are going to gather together and they're going to celebrate Jesus and the joy of what his birth means to all of us. And I just want to encourage you that even in the middle of dark seasons and there's fear around the world, that a light is shining, amen? And that we can have hope this Christmas just like we would any other time, and if not, maybe even more than any other time in world history. And I wanna encourage you that this week, if you wanna come back, we have Christmas Eve services, it's Friday, and then we also have service on church next week, Sunday. We're gonna continue to gather, continue to worship the Lord, and uh, really super excited about it. You might have friends or family that perhaps they're looking for somewhere to go, or you can just say to them, hey, listen, come with me. Practice it with me. Come with me. That's just not, it's not saying, well, you can go to my church. No, come with me. That's what it's all about is joining together and coming together. Uh, as we have been walking th- through this series called What's in a Name, we've been looking at the various aspects of Jesus and his name and what he brings to the story of the world and what he can bring to your story. And uh, in the middle of the series, as we were preparing for it, I went through an experience I want to share with you uh, that was just unique for me. Uh, We had been uh, preparing to go on a trip uh, at some point to Hawaii. Never been there before. How many of you have ever been to Hawaii? How many would dream of going to Hawaii, right? And uh, and heard about it, and uh, we, we prepared all year for it. And then through a series of events, we were not able to go two days before we realized it. And, uh, and I remember as the reality had hit me that we were not gonna go and we are entering a cold winter season. I just, I, something inside of me just was not happy. Uh, I was, uh, I, I, I shut down and I rarely get down. In fact, if pe- people that know me know I'm pretty even. Uh, I don't really dip into depression. Uh, I haven't been, that's not been a part of my story. I haven't felt that way, but for whatever reason, I was down, and, and it was Thanksgiving weekend, and, uh, and, uh, and I, I just, I didn't talk that much when I'm, I'm not, I just don't have words. People were asking me, what's the matter? Oh, nothing, you know, and, uh, and, you know, there was one little blip that kind of lifted me out of the depths of Sheol when Michigan beat Ohio State that weekend. I just kind of lifted just a little bit. Uh, it was a beautiful feeling. And I was like, okay, yes, comebacks, resurrections, you know, and all of that. And, uh, and, and eventually we were, we were able actually then to go to uh, a, a warm place. Uh, it, just, it wasn't Hawaii. And, uh, and so I just, I, I had that feeling. And during all of that emotion uh, and that, that experience, I asked the Holy Spirit. I said, Holy Spirit, why am I feeling this way? This is not, this is a first world problem. It's not that big of a deal. Hello, I have heat in my house. I got food on my table. 
It's, it's not as if I don't have everything I already need, right? And uh, I, I'm, so I'm asking the Holy Spirit because I don't always know what's going on inside me and you don't always know what's going on inside of you. Why do I get angry? Why, why am I frustrated? Why do I get jealous? Whatever it may be that you see coming up, you can ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, help me with this. If you want to overcome it, ask the Holy Spirit about it. Don't just keep stuffing it down inside. It's not getting any better, right? So I asked the Holy Spirit, so Holy Spirit, what's going on? And the Holy Spirit took me back to a time when I was in elementary school. And it was a season in our family story where um, my my parents were in a family business and uh, it was called Amway. And maybe you've heard of Amway before. And there's been different opinions about Amway from different people. The thing that was a positive for us was is that they encouraged us to dream. They encouraged us to think about what we could do and if we really committed to something, that what we would do. And they encouraged us to put pictures up that, that visualized our dream. And on our refrigerator was a picture of Hawaii. And it was as if the Lord was showing me, hey, listen, I'm now... 50 years old, yeah, I said it out loud, <laughs> and I still have never gone to Hawaii. Now, this is not some kind of like low-key way to appeal to anybody to get me to Hawaii, so don't even try. <laughs> what it represented in me was there was something when it didn't happen, enough disappointment, enough discouragement, enough failure, whatever it may be, and we tend to stop even dreaming about doing it. And for me in my lifetime, I've had zero problem dreaming for other people, dreaming for the church, dreaming for what's possible for other people in their story. But dreaming for me, I stopped dreaming when I was in elementary school. And I realized that there is a loss of hope. And when you lose hope, you lose faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And so there is a part of me that realizes at my age, in my stage, I need a little bit of hope. And I need hope from the source of hope. Come on, somebody. And when I think of Christmas and all that's going on this year, I want to move beyond boredom, beyond temporary joy. And listen, Hawaii's not going to fill the void that's on the inside of me. I need that sense of Jesus coming into my story. And this is the power of the story of Christmas. It's the beginning of a new storyline for people everywhere. The true account of Jesus' birth is an announcement of hope for the whole world. And this moment is a dose of hope for anyone anywhere in any season of life. The Messiah was prophesied to in Isaiah 61 to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. This is the great exchange that is possible through the birth of Jesus. It is an exchange. Instead of being in despair, I can have hope. I can have a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. And you can too. Turn to the person next to you and say, you can exchange your gift today. <laughs> yes, whatever it is, you can exchange it with heaven and it comes your way. Today, I want you to see the potential for hope re-entering your life by looking at the good news of Jesus 
you can re-enter your life story with hope. The title of my message is The Birth of Hope. I want to look at the story of Jesus' conception, then we'll look at his birth. You see, in Luke chapter 1, remember, the angel comes to talk to Mary and begins to give her an announcement of something that's coming. She's going to bear the Son of God. She's going to be pregnant with And Mary is floored with the thought, it says in verse 34 of Luke chapter 1, how will this be since I'm a virgin? In other words, impossible. Many of us are caught in ruts where it feels impossible. I'll never change. This is the way it will always be. This is the way our marriage will be. This is the way life will be. This is the way the country will be. This is the way everything is going to be. And we kind of get locked into a rut. That's where Mary was. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And then, almost to prove a point and give Mary courage, Gabriel tells her, even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. Say that with me. For nothing is impossible with God. This is the birth of impossibilities. This is the moment where something is interjected into our stories that we, we think there's no way this would happen. And it says, nothing is impossible with God. In other words, you can't do this on your own. You can't work it up. You can't get enough education. You can't work enough hours. You can't make enough investments to buy what only God can give you. With God, nothing is impossible. And birthing won't happen without his presence. I was looking this week at some stats on Spotify. How many of you use Spotify or a music platform or something like that? And you listen to music online. Well, Spotify's Christmas uh, uh, playlist, it says in the 2021 data, the most played Christmas song around the world is Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas, (laughs) followed by Wham's Last Christmas and Ariana Grande's Santa Tell Me. Those are the top three. Some top songs make oblique, oblique references to the religious aspect of Christmas, but most stick to love, the weather, and an occasional chestnut. It isn't until you get to song number 73 that you find one about Jesus. It's as almost if right now you can catch temporary hope, temporary feelings, temporary mood by getting into the season. But without Jesus, you aren't going to do the impossible. Without Jesus, you miss the very core of what is possible in your story. You can begin to lose your why. You can be bored with life. You can be looking and chasing temporary things without Jesus. But with Jesus, everything is possible. C.S. Lewis said it this way, human history is the long, terrible story of humanity trying to find something other than God which will make him happy. Listen, this Christmas, there is no hope in your story without Jesus. Mary's response to the angel 
was really profound. She calls and begins to sing to God. We now, many will call it the Magnificat. I'll just read a little bit of it. Luke chapter one, verse 46. She begins to sing, oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to all who, generation to generation to all who fear him. So she begins to sing this out and something in her DNA embraced the eternal. You know, we're all born with a natural rhythm that connects to our creator. He would speak, let there be light and there was light. He spoke and created humanity. There is a relationship to sound in our connection to heaven. Mary was beginning to sing out of the very depth of her spirit and connecting it to God. And I believe that every person has a song inside of them. There's something in you that moves, and it's an inner communication with the condition of your heart. There's something that, that connects. You know, we have seasons that have different songs, different experiences, a song of victory, a, a song of defeat, a song of trust, a song of despair. You can be found singing other people's songs. <laughs> Piggyback songs, if you will. Somebody's happy and they're beginning to sing and all of a sudden you're singing that same song later in the day and you can't get it out of your head. But listen, you can sing and join the song of hope this Christmas. You don't have to just be observer. Some people in here uh, in church, you are like, you're the ultimate Christmas person. You began somewhere in July preparing for this week. And you've got all the decor, you've got all of the plans, you've got everything detailed out, you've got the music and the candles and the, and the lights and everything, you've got it all, you're really into it. And the rest of us <laughs> are like, okay, I'll go along with whoever the one that is in, in the Christmas. We're watching, we're observing, we'll go through this week, we'll go through the songs, but sometimes when we go through all of that, our hearts are disconnected from the whole thing. We love and appreciate people. We love being connected to others. We love the food. We love getting time off from work. We love all of those things. Or school. Come on, students. You love getting off of school. But don't miss out on this part of Christmas that you can connect to in your own song can connect to the eternal song. That there's something inside of you. What happens when we sing? Three things will give you that happens when we sing. First, we humble, we humble ourselves. When Mary sang it, she said, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. When we begin to sing and enter it, we recognize we're not God and we need a savior. There's something about that that connects. Secondly, uh, when what happens when we sing? The Holy Spirit joins our song. She said, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Something happens when you truly connect your spirit, connecting to God's spirit. And then third, we connect with the truth of the gospel. Because Jesus comes to set the people free, as Mary declares. There is something powerful when we connect our lives. And not just go through the motions, but reconnect to the eternal. Mary embraced the promise of hope. 
And then whatever comes next, comes next. She was fine. I love this one thought. Before men ever preached the gospel, God trusted a woman to carry his son for nine months. I just think that's powerful. Now, men and women alike, we can all worship Jesus, but listen, I, not, let's not miss this moment. Women are important in God's story. And he cares about their song. And if your song has grown quiet or disconnected, you can sing again. And finally, the time comes for Jesus to be born. Luke 1 tells us that Joseph and Mary had to go to Bethlehem. It says in verse 6, And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. This was the moment, the arrival of the promise that she had received, the birth of hope. And for everyone, it was God bringing his rhythm, his sound to the world in Jesus. I mean, when a baby cries, everybody knows it. And that's just what babies do. So we're not upset about a baby crying. It is bringing a noise into the world. A new beginning, a fresh start. No matter what led to this moment, people were celebrating this innocent child with nothing but hope in this world. You know, with each of our sons that were born, it was the most spiritual and incredible moment of my life. I remember being in the room and as the baby is in my hands, just this timeless nature of, I didn't care about anything. I didn't care what was going on with politics. I didn't care what was going on with the sports teams. I didn't care about anything. At that moment, I was holding this precious, innocent baby. I was responsible. I was overwhelmed. I had tears running down my face. But as I looked at my son, each of them, I recognized they were perfect. They hadn't gone through anything yet. They hadn't made any mistakes yet. They hadn't yet pooped a diaper. They hadn't gone through any kind of skipping, uh, skin in their knee. They hadn't done any of that stuff. And so I'm looking at the baby, and there was nothing but hope. I think that sometimes along the way, we begin to forget that new birth means new hope, new opportunity, new story. And if you've forgotten today, I want you to know, through the birth of Jesus, something powerful can happen in your story, and hope can begin again. You can have a brand new future. God the Father has some serious musical rhythm and gets the word out. Look at chapter 2, verse 8. It says, that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby and guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. 
the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger, and suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others in the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. And when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Here's the cool thing. See, while this is going on in Bethlehem and the baby is being born, God the Father, like I was with my sons, wanted everybody to know about it. And so what does God the Father do? He tweets it out. He puts it on social media. He opens the skies and he begins to share the news with groups of people who needed that hope. And the music played. Now, I don't know what you think of, but, but when an angel appears and then the armies of heaven appear, I can almost hear the bass line beginning to kick. I can almost, the rhythm of my soul leans a little bit towards gospel, all right? And I begin to think about there's something going on here that is so powerful that God wants everybody engaged. And so he says, yeah, you, 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 you can sing this part and you can play your drums and, and, and you, can, you can bring the, the stuff you go to work with and, and, and you can bring your neighborhood and you can bring your ethnicity and you can bring your language and you can bring your story and you can be a part of the story of a new birth of hope. It's as almost as if the father said, this isn't just some select elite little story that only special individuals get to participate in. No, he's saying everybody gets to have a part in this story. Turn to the person next to you and say, you better sing. <laughs> this was God having a hope party and inviting everyone. Nothing had been done yet. Jesus hadn't performed miracles yet, and he hadn't yet died on the cross or rose from the dead, but everything was different because this little baby was the birth of hope for everyone. I'm not saying you're going to be happy all the time. I'm not going to say, I'm not saying that this means that everything is like perfect, but when something begins its birth, it's the beginning of a longer story. And there is an opportunity for us to join right in. I want us to sing Joy to the World as a Church. Can we do that? And can we do it with the music in our head? And let the rhythm of our soul connect to the Creator. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature What do we do? And heaven and nature We sing. And he heaven, heaven, nature sing. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. 
Wild fields and floods, rocks, hills and plains. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. No more let sins and sorrows grow. Nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow. Far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, far as the curse is. One more. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders one there's something about jumping into the song and not just singing it absent-mindedly But that joy is like a present to the world. Joy to the world. Joy and hope for you. And if your tire is flat, it's as if when you begin to join the song, the tire pump comes out. (laughs) Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Now, this is an illustration that I want you to think of. What are you going to fill your tire with? Because let me tell you this. Jesus knows you as, and he's the creator. And as the creator, he alone knows how to rebirth joy and hope in your story. I believe that he can do in you what you can't do on your own. And his joy keeps coming as long as we keep connecting. And we connect to him and allow him to refill our souls. And we can, as the New Testament talks about, we can rejoy, rejoice again. Little kids that will come, and over time, I've had the ability to, to have fun like a kid, sometimes too much, but... When you have sons, you can throw them around a little bit more than you can daughters. At least I, I get a little scared of, uh, otherwise. But my boys, they wanted me to throw them in the air when they were little. Impossible now. With God, nothing is impossible, but that's pretty close, right? They're big. But when they were little, they'd want me to throw them in the air. And there would be this moment where they were suspended in the air. And they're looking down at me. And a big old smile would come on their face. And they'd come down. You know what they would say to me? Do it again. <laughs> and when they're little, they could do it all day long. Long after I'm tired. Long after I'm bored. Do it again. You know what the Father is waiting for us? He's waiting for us to say, do it again. I want to re-enter your hope, your story. I want the joy of Jesus birthed in me. 
I want that special love that you planted in my heart that loves and sacrificially cares for my neighbor. I've lost it. I've gotten bored with it. I want you to do it again in my marriage that seems so cold and stale. I want you to do it again in my story of overcoming addiction. I want you to do it again in helping me to be the person that you've designed me to be. Are you hearing what I'm saying today, church? Do it again. And if he does it again, there's something that happens. God loves it when we say it because that's what... Is his invitation to bring his story of hope back to us. What causes us to lose hope? Have past hopes failed you? Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Maybe you've had disappointment so much that you stopped trying. And you need to have a new birth, a rebirth in your story. Is there fear in the present that you're battling about the future? Is fear crowding out hope in your story? Corey Temboon, survival of, of the Holocaust, said, Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. You don't have to be in a constant state of worry. Has hope failed you when truth is misrepresented? Mark Twain said, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is putting on its shoes. Many people have problems with religion, even Christianity, because the truth has been misrepresented, sometimes used as a weapon. But hear me, just because something has been misrepresented doesn't mean the real thing isn't worth looking at. Can you hear what the angel said to Mary? Nothing is impossible with God. The conception and the birth of Jesus were supernatural. And the supernatural is still possible through putting our faith in Jesus. Would you stand with me today, church? This Christmas, I want to encourage you to sing a little bit more and enter into the song and say, do it again, Jesus. Reignite that love I have for my family. Reignite that love I have for you. Do it again. Show off. Show your glory in my story. Jesus is bigger than our fears. Jesus is bigger than our disappointments. And Jesus is bigger than the lies that we've been told. Can we believe in the birth of his hope in our story today? Would you just close your eyes wherever you are? It's a private moment. Anytime we gather in church, this time of year especially, there are people that will tune in, lean in, perhaps come to church or join online and they're just curious because they know somewhere inside that they need, they need the Jesus in Christmas. Maybe it's religious obligation or other things or somebody made you come to church. I get there are other reasons. But the truth is Jesus is speaking to you and he wants to give you hope again. 
For those that are believers, we can re-engage and reconnect and experience the joy freshly. But if you've never given your life to Christ or you've walked away from Jesus, I don't want to move on in our service without giving you an opportunity to reconnect or to connect for the first time with Jesus and believe in hope for you. Jesus came to the earth and he died on the cross for our sins and then he rose from the dead. The birth of Jesus is just the beginning of a bigger story that is possible in your story. And today, if you need Jesus, nobody's looking around, but you say, Pastor Nate, I need to come back to Jesus or I need to give my life to him. You just put your hand up and say, that's me. Nobody's looking around, but you say, that's me. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Several people, yes, on each location, yes, yes, yes. I want to lead you in a prayer if you raise your hand, and I know that you mean it in your heart, but you got to open up your mouth and connect with the rhythm of heaven. God needs to hear your voice, and you'll hear his as well in response. So today, I want to encourage you just to pray this prayer out to Jesus, and I'll give you words to pray, but mean it from your heart. And while you pray this, everybody else, you can join right in. Just repeat this after me. Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came to the earth, lived a sinless life. You died on the cross for my sin. Then you rose from the dead. Today, I surrender to you. Please forgive me of my sin and make me new. I choose to receive your hope this Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Somebody give the Lord some praise. Amen. If you raise your hand, I'm encouraged by the faith that you're sowing. You can't even have faith without hope. You're believing in something out there. And uh, at the end of the service here today, Pastor Nathan will be able to come in and give you your next steps easy ways to keep following Jesus, keep pumping the tire up, if you will, to stay connected to heaven. And I encourage you to do that. One more time, would you give it up for all those that just gave their life to Jesus and came back to him? All right. We're going to sing that song, His Name is Jesus. And I encourage you to not only read or observe the words, but enter the song, to engage in the song, to be connected and say, Lord, would you do it again? And in fact, before we sing it, can you just lift your hands to heaven right now? Lord, I just pray, God, as we begin to sing, that, Lord, that you would awaken hope in people's hearts, that you would awaken love that has grown dormant, that you, Lord, stir in us an excitement about pure things and right things, that you give us a love for our neighbor, to love them, Lord, as we love ourselves, that you give us a love, Lord God, for you and embracing your eternal truth today. We embrace you, Jesus, your name.
that you're worthy of it all. Can we all join and sing it out? Yes, you're worthy of it all. Every voice, for from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve it. You deserve the glory. Every voice we sing it now. What a great day. God is on the move. And chat, would you help me celebrate everybody who just raised their hand and gave their life to Jesus for the first time? That's such a life-changing decision. And there is literally a party in heaven happening for you right now. And as a church, we'd love to be much more than a video to you. And if that was you today, I encourage you to take another step and to text us the word Emmanuel to 313131. If you do that, we're gonna be able to do two things. One, we're gonna get a gift in your hand, and two, we're just gonna be able to connect with you, get to know you, and really partner with you on this journey of faith. Let's keep going together. So excited. And I am equally excited for Christmas Eve. Christmas is coming, and we know the real reason for the season, and we are excited to celebrate with you and your family we are broadcasting live at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time on Christmas Eve. We hope you join us, share the stream with someone, invite family. We are also live at all our locations and we are excited to see you there. Christmas Eve, 5 p.m. Not gonna wanna miss it. That's all we got for you guys today. We're so excited. Can I just pray for you as you go on with the rest of your week? Lord, I lift up everybody under the sound of my voice. Thank you that you are with us. Thank you that there is so much behind the name that is Jesus. Thank you that you are a provider. Thank you that you are the Prince of Peace in this busy season. Lord, let us lean on you, love you, and love others better this week. We give you all the glory for today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you again next week. Merry Christmas.